If you're wondering what it takes to be a touring artist, a touring musician, and be out there on the road, then this podcast episode is for you because my special guest today is a touring artist, a touring vocalist, and she is going to be sharing some background information and some industry insights about touring. So please welcome my good friend, Miss Chelsea Simone. Chelsea, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How you, good. how you doing today? I'm doing good. So let's go ahead and jump right in on this thing. And how about you just start by telling us a little bit about your journey, like your background in music and how you got started and what your musical journey has been. Oh, okay. So basically, I am from Houston, Texas, uh, born and raised. Um, and I, my background stems from my family and it stems from the Baptist church. So uh, my grandmother and my mother instilled um, singing in church in me from a young age. And so that's how I really got my background, just like every famous person <laughs> mm-hmm. sings. Yeah. But um, it, it's definitely a testament that prepares you to be where you want to be if you know you go through this path of being an entertainer and or entertainment and um, things like that. So, you know, that my start in the Baptist church. And basically, I... Um, you know, just went from there. Um, my mom put me in school and put me in all the fine arts camps. And I didn't want to do it, but little did I know that was preparing me for who I've become. So thank you, mom, for that. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So that's really cool. Yeah, yes. I know a lot of us musicians and artists and singers got, got started in the church. So that's that's definitely something that's familiar for me. So, like, how did you start touring then? Like, what was your break? in the industry where you were able to get out there on the road and start touring with, you know, major artists? Um, it started when I dropped out of college. Um, I believe it was maybe 2016. I uh, dropped out of school. I was a Caribbean university. I was majoring in music performance. I had this path track to become an opera singer and my father passed away and I dropped out. And as soon as I dropped out, um, I realized that that path wasn't necessarily the path that I wanted. It was what my family saw for me. And immediately I started, um, you know, gigging in the city, taking corporate gigs with um, companies. And um, eventually I started working for um, an entertainment company called Ernest Walker Entertainment. And being under their group offered me opportunities to work for major artists. So I first started doing spot dates, which is basically touring, but in a smaller form. Um, with Shante Moore. She was my first artist that I worked for. And then after that, I went for Regina Bell. And working for um, older legends first is very much, um, um, you know, it's not, it's underappreciated, I think, mm. because um, they taught me so much. They taught me about business. They taught me how to care myself in the business. They never let me slack in any kind of way like they if I was missing a note or if I wasn't if I was half-assing anything like they really called me out on it and they held me to the fire and I, I love Auntie Regina Bell um have a tour coming up with her in November so I'm glad I got to see her again I haven't seen her in years but she literally she literally instilled um the wholeness of being in the business if, I, if for lack of a better phrase um but basically she just basically told me how to stay grounded in this business as a woman and to um, you know, have respect in the business. So very that's really good. That. Yeah, that's, that's how I got my start. 
that's that's really cool man like that's a you know to be able to tour with older musicians and older artists that's kind of how i got started as well with when i started gigging and stuff like that i was touring with people who were like 20 30 years older than me and you know you definitely learn a lot of lessons you get a lot of you know industry insights and they 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 spill the beans to you you know so but that brings me to the next question so like what would you say are some of the like biggest lessons that you've learned from touring and just from you know just some some tidbits that you've gotten from those artists and that you've learned yourself just from being out there on the road um i would say the the biggest lesson that i've learned um would be to remain humble i think always you should always be in a learning position as you're serving in your position because um being a background singer you're not up front so you're in a position where you are um, serving the artist, and you are you should always be in, always remain in a learning position um, because that's how you grow and develop your craft. That's how you grow and develop as an artist. If you can learn from a serving position that and you eventually want to become in the forefront, um, you're already prepared because you've already you know put in the groundwork to serve someone else and to learn from that those experiences, watching them seeing them on stage, seeing how they prepare, um, seeing how they entertain a crowd and how they are just, you know, fully confident in, in their position. So um, people always think background singing is super easy and it's really not. <laughs> but it, um, if you are operating in a mentality of serving and, and learning, I think you would do well as a background singer. Yeah, that's really dope insight. Definitely have a, a a humble spirit and, you know, be work with the bull and be able to, you know, just be a team player. That's always, you know, good information for us all in any industry, but especially us in the music industry to be able to work well with others. So that's that's really good insight that you learned. So how about then tell me a little bit about like your formal training then. So like you you mentioned being in college and starting with, you know, in music performance and, you know, not finishing or whatever. How do you think that some of the formal training that you've had, how do you think that that has affected or has it at all affected any of the ways that you perform now? Does it have any impact on it? So I guess what I'm asking is, did you need, do you feel like you, the formal education that you have, that it's being used in what you do now? Oh, definitely. It's definitely being used. Um, from elementary school to high school, I was in vocal training. Um, my entire <laughs> development has been to develop my voice. And the, the thing about being trained is that when you come from a church background, most people who aren't trained only, I don't know how to word it, but they basically only have like one dimensional type of sound uh, as far as their voice is concerned. They don't really have um, any range to adapt in a pop setting or R&B setting or jazz setting. Um, they're only one dimensional. So um, training, the training has done for my voice is that it spread my voice out to be multi-dimensional. I always ask that I like, why do you need it? Like, why do you make it so that, you know, I can sing anything. And I say that humbly because my voice is trained to where my tonality can adjust to any genre. And that's what makes, um, the work come <laughs> and that's what makes you know it easy to sustain a career as an entertainer or a singer or a vocalist um and and it's like training i was training everything i you know training basically my local teacher in college used to tell me all the time um you know you're a musician too but you carry your instrument 
So it's not like you can just go and plug it in um, and then you start playing or, you know, or you just blow into it and you start playing. It's different. You carry your instrument with you. So how you live, how you eat, how you talk, um, it's all a part of sustaining your voice. And people ask me all the time, how come you never sick or how come you never... Um, because I know how to sing correctly. I, I just, I use the microphone <laughs> for the score and I don't ever over sing. Um, I don't feel, I don't know, singing from, the, from my throat or like from an unsupported place. And so definitely training has helped. I would suggest vocal training to vocalists. Um, yeah, training definitely is sustaining my life right now. Are you a musician, artist, or band looking to make some serious passive income and build a huge fan base? Then you should absolutely start a YouTube channel today. And that's because right now YouTube is the biggest opportunity for bands and musicians to make money and build a huge following around their craft. And this is the reason that the premier YouTube quick start course for musicians was created. This course is designed to get you up and running on YouTube very quickly and easily. And the best part is it's completely free and you can get instant access to it at the link in the description of this video. So, I mean, that, that brings me to a question I wanted to ask. So like, you're actually talking to me now, we're talking while you are currently on tour right now. And you're we're talking to me from your hotel room where you are. And I'm wondering with like such a, like a, a really dynamic touring schedule that you have, like, how do you keep your vocal consistency with all of those touring dates? Like, how do you keep your voice healthy and, you know, not ruin your voice and not get hoarse from night to night while you're out there on the road? So the biggest thing that I do is I rest, even though we don't have hotels every city. Like, I have a schedule for show days. Like, I sleep until about 12. We have sound check at 3. The sound check. I have a light lunch, and then I go back to sleep, <laughs> and I get ready. <laughs> so then my voice is completely because um, my, my voice really doesn't wake up until like after four, um, fully on a on a normal day. So I want to be fully rested for a show, and because our show schedule is like three shows back to back or four shows back to back, um, I don't drink liquor on show days. Um, I only drink if we have like off day the next day or something like that. We have a travel day, so I don't really drink. That's helpful. And you know, I just try like to center myself. I, like I'm, I mean, I do my devotions, I meditate, I pray. Um, I try not to be overactive or you know, or like you know, over what's the word? Introverted, extroverted. I'm trying to be over extroverted in my social settings, like. I still hang out with the crew, but you know, like I'm, I can hang out and be like, you know, more reserved when I'm hanging out. Just so like I have all my energy for the stage, like because I don't like to, you know, give a weak performance. So I know what's necessary for, for me. Um, and then it was crazy, like I'm one of the oldest people in my on my team. I'm, I'm normally always the youngest person on my team, but like now I'm like the old head. So all the all the the bands, they're young, they're in their twenties, they. Oh, they can turn up and put on the show and sweat and drip and like it's okay like no I'm 30 and I'm technically like the old person like so I do things a little differently but it works for me so it's so I mean I'm more confident now to like stand on what I will and what I do so yeah, that's really works. cool yeah I mean that's you know to have that kind of dynamic where you're out there on the road at least you're you're really cool with everybody and that that makes me want to ask too like 
with that, like with the people that you're, you're on tour with, the band, the musicians, the artists, and all of that kind of stuff, I know that collaboration and working well together with them is like really, really important. So like talk a little bit about how you guys work together and how you are able to collaborate and, you know, stay creative as just musicians and artists. Like, is that something important that is kind of, you know, weaved into what you guys already do or in who you are as people? Well, um, our team hasn't really collaborated as together yet, but we are very supportive of each other individually. Um, we share, we repost, we comment, we, you know, we make sure we support each other um, because everybody is doing something like from the drummer to the other singer that I sing with, like we're all, we all operate in our capacity full time. So we just try to like, you know, support what we can. Yeah. You guys support each other on social media and stuff like that. I mean, and you, you are aware of each other's projects and products and stuff that you have and all of that kind of stuff. That's, that's really cool. But like, so when you're working together on stage, like on stage, yeah. Okay. And that, you have that camaraderie, right? Is that something that like when you guys hang out and, you know, after shows and stuff like that, is that something that contributes to you guys having a better show? Yeah, definitely. Um, the energy is half of the job is camaraderie. I tell people all the time because you're only singing while you're on stage or you're only performing when you're on stage or rehearsal. So half, the majority of the job is just being around people and, you know, talking, hanging out, you know, listening and helping out where you can. Um, for me, um, coming into the Ella camp, I was replacing someone. Um, so that their their bond was already solidified, but it worked out because I just, it just they just welcomed me. It wasn't like, they didn't give me a hard time or anything like that. They were, you know, ready to get to the next level. And, you know, I was a part of that. So. Um, yeah, they definitely embrace me and um, we have a good time together. We cut up all the time because we are low key church kids. So that even makes it even easier <laughs> to have fun with each other. Yeah. So, what are some like life out there on the road? Like when you're out there and you're gone for long periods of time, like what what is a typical day like? Like you, you wake up in the morning. I know you shared a little bit of it already, but go into a little bit of detail about what a typical day for you is like as a touring artist just kind of depends like if we're in the bus then you know i'm pretty much there's no like there's no like one no personal space on the tour bus beside your bunk so i, I try to stay in my bunk and like you know pull myself together make sure you know i'm ready to be around people <laughs> i'm ready to socialize and things like that but on a show day if we um if we have a hotel like i just kind of you know do my devotion Things that like I do normally at home, I try to work out on the road. That doesn't always happen, but I try. Um, and I just try to, you know, prepare myself for the entire day. Like on a show day, you know, we have we don't get into the menu until noon. So then we have soundtrack from three to four thirty. So um, I know for between the time we get to the venue on the bus until the time we can get in, like I need to be ready to be in soundtrack or ready to be present to work so yeah it just kind of varies depending on if we're on the bus you know we have rooms but i like to take my private time seriously um because you don't get it often so when you can you just just take it sure and then like so on the show day what time is like the normal show does it start like maybe like eight o'clock nine o'clock and you have to be we there like around. 
Yeah, we go up around nine o'clock. We go up around nine o'clock, so um, we'll be at the venue literally all day um, mm. or in a dressing room. So okay, so once yeah. you get there for sound check, you kind of stay at the venue for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then, how long are the show sets? Um, I said it's seventy-five minutes, so not too long, but it goes by really fast, actually. But it's about seventy-five minutes. Yeah, and we have an opening act before us. Okay, so I mean, your but your show, like when you're on with an artist, your the part of your show is about seventy five minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's usually what I've heard about tours and what artists and stuff are doing on the roads now. Around an hour and a half, maybe hour seventy five minutes or so. So yeah, that's that's pretty close to what I've heard about it. So that's pretty cool. So how about we talk a little bit about some industry stuff, and then you know, looking back from when you first started, you talked about, you know, getting out there on the road in like 2016 and, you know, looking back from that point until now, what changes have you seen like in the industry as far as with trends and people and how things are different or have you seen any differences between when you first started and now? Yes and no. Hmm? Uh, The differences that are most noticeable is that, um, the work that the work demand is a lot bigger than it was before. Mm. I think COVID changed a lot. And depending on how you were connected in the industry, if you weren't in LA, you really can't work. Um, so I think that has drastically affected the demand and how it's dispersed beyond um, for people to work as background singers or just in the energy period. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the most noticeable change. I mean, they always say, you know, networking is everything and it really is. It's really about who you know. It's about, you know, your connections, your relationships, like, and not just, you know, being connected to somebody for a short period of time. Like, how do you, you know, <laughs> elongate that connection so it's not like, just, mm. oh, it's a one-off kind of thing. Like, that. that's not always, that doesn't look good. So, you know, it's just about how you develop and sustain those relationships and fortunately I got into the industry and on a more mainstream level because at first I was just working with older artists and touring with them but when I got to to do more work for more mainstream artists it was because of the connection that I had with Mm. a musician based in Houston and I did a lot of work for him like he would always call me for studio work he would always be like I would always tell him like you know I want to work I want to work I want to work he was like all right so put your work and then me working for him allowed me to meet somewhat of a shot caller mm. <laughs> for lack of a better word sure. in the industry uh adam blackstone and when i met him i auditioned for him and he remembered me so he remembered me through the connection of the person that i worked for in houston who's terrence vaughn so uh, working for terrence vaughn connecting me to adam blackstone and auditioning for him standing out in the audition and you know he just remembered me and that's how he plugged me in with um with Ella. So and then from there I just started doing all kinds of things like um I did background tracks for Normani for some of her TV performances or tour performances, SZA, like all kinds of people like my voice is on like a lot of shows. <laughs> you won't ever know it because you won't see me, but my voice yeah. is there. Um <laughs> so yeah just sustaining those relationships and Adam is one of the heaviest players of the, the industry right now. Just so mm. 
I, I talk to people all the time about how important collaboration is and, you know, connecting with other people and networking. That's, I mean, that's a buzzword that I use frequently that I talk about because it's so important. Like it really is about who, you know, and about staying connected to people and developing those relationships. And you just spoke to that. So, I mean, that's, you know, proof in the pudding that it, you know, staying connected actually works. So, then what would you say are like to someone who is just looking to start out and get into the music industry, maybe not even touring yet, but ultimately touring and getting out there on the road, but just getting their foot in the door in the music industry. What would you say are some things that are important for them to do or maybe look out for or maybe to start doing now so that they can prepare themselves to be out there and, you know, be in the music industry and touring? I think number one is to make, get connected in your city have a music life in, in every city so just can get connected to where's a lot of music or what's happening or corporate bands or you know that's always a good start that people don't um actually corporate band is really the best start to be honest because it prepares you um for the type of work mm. to be in a mainstream level yeah. um so if you can get connected in your city figure out a lot of music places or the people who are running things you know get connected and social media is kind of everything at this point like if you're not doing things on social media people don't know who you are so social media is very important um and just find things that set you apart I know for me I used to always you know kind of get upset with myself because I felt like on the local scene where I'm from I wasn't really accepted but it's not that I wasn't accepted or it's not that I wasn't good. It just wasn't for me. It didn't work for me. Um, so I found my niche doing corporate things and more um, private parties, things like that. That just kind of separated me in the game. And so when, when you do separate yourself and you have a certain um, resume built for yourself in that way, um, it makes it easier on who calls who, you know? So it worked out for me, but I used to, you know, think that I had to be in a club every night and that's, and it's no, no, no diss or anything like that, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's really good advice. Actually you and I met through, you know, through a corporate band or whatever. So that's, mm -hmm. that's really cool. And we, we kind of, you know, was able to work together and stuff on that. And that, that makes me want to ask too. So it's been some years now, Chelsea, since you and I met each other. So what was, like when you and I worked together, what would you say like that experience was like for you? Like, I know it was, you know, around that time where you were kind of starting out there, what you're talking about in the 2016, 2015 kind of time. So what was that experience like working together with, you know, the bands and stuff that we work with and just you and I? Oh man, it's, it's great practice. Like mm. that's just really what it is. It's great practice. Yeah. Like you get a chance to sing top 40 songs, mm. which is pop music mostly, and you create a demographic of content that you can mm. create as a as a vocalist or a singer. So um, it was great practice, like being on the stage, even though it was weddings or, you know, corporate parties or whatever it was, like it was still an opportunity to practice, you know, performing. And I think that's where a lot of people don't have that box check because to perform is not just entertaining is not just you know singing the song it's like it's all about how you look it's about how you work the stage it's about 
you know, how you sing the song. Like, it, it all matters. Like, and corporate bands definitely set the standard to, for, for great practice and consistent practice because they work a lot. So. Absolutely. That's absolutely <laughs> correct. Yeah. And you, you brought up something there, and it's a question I'll, I'll ask you because I get it a lot from a lot of especially, you know, female artists, female singers and musicians and stuff like that about dress and about how to dress appropriately for gigs and what to wear and all of that kind of stuff. And should you have like different types of outfits and all of that kind of stuff? So how would you answer that question? Like as a female vocalist, as an artist, like what is how important is dress and what are maybe some different types of outfits that you should have? Um, image is everything. So oh. a part of your image um, is the biggest part of your image is how you look. So um, in a corporate setting, like I would just have different varieties of cocktail dresses or um, suits, like, you know, sequins, anything. Um, yeah, image is everything. And unfortunately, it separates a lot of people getting hired because uh, depending on the type of work, um, they're looking for if you don't look the part, you won't get the part. It's just mm. as simple as that. And, it's, and you don't have to be the greatest singer, but you have to look the part. Mm, that's re that's really, really interesting to <laughs> to know. And that's some fun insight, especially coming from a few, you know, as a, a woman. Guy, yeah, a, as yeah, a, woman. Guy's a little bit different for us. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. put on a nice shirt and suit or some slacks or something, you're good to go. But as a you know, female artist, vocalist, even, you know, piano player, drummer, whatever, like looking the part is you know, really important. So I'm, I'm glad you shared that. That's a question that I get from a lot of female musicians about asking about what to wear and how important is dress and all of that. So you would say then maybe like, again, for like the formal stuff and the, the weddings, the corporate stuff, maybe like a sequence dress, cocktail dress and stuff like that. And then sequence works. It goes over great. Like it's an easy win. Um, they take you more seriously when you're dressed the part. Um, they respect you. They think like, you know, they think you're a celebrity. Like they don't think you're like a normal person. They think because you're dressed how you are and you, you know, you're on the stage, they 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 consider you a professional. Right, right. So then what would you say then about dress for like the other types of gigs, like the club stuff, maybe not the non-corporate stuff, just you know, regular club night on a Friday night mm -hmm. or something like that. I would say that's based on your personality. You can go mm -hmm. ahead and highly suit it. I don't think there's like a necessarily a rule. Or, you know, a standard per se for that, but um, just however you feel. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So thank you so much, Chelsea, for sharing all of this, this insight. It's, it's been so good to talk to you. So good to see you. We hadn't talked in a while and <laughs> it was good to catch you out here while you're out on the road. So are you working on like, while you're out, I know you're on touring and you're touring and it's hard to do both, but are you working on any projects of your own? I know you have some stuff out now already, but are you working on yes. anything new? You are. I cool. am. I am. I am. I am. So I have a. I have an album that I'm releasing in July. But before July, I'm releasing a single in May. So um, I'm very excited about that. I haven't made music as an artist in seven years. So um, the journey to get from where I was seven years ago as an artist to now is very um, deep, and I had a lot to say. So. Mm. That's I'm glad really cool. that I finally put the energy into getting it done. And I will say the biggest hold up for me in that in that situation was seeing myself as an artist. But I think we make the mistake sometimes 
of operating in one capacity and that's all people see you as they don't see you as an artist or they don't see you as um a songwriter or anything they only see you as a background singer and i think i allowed that to kind of handicap me for a little bit mm. because that was all that I, that was the only capacity that i operated in and once i changed my mindset of remembering who i was before i started doing background singing because i started doing background singing because i wanted to be an artist like mm. i wanted to be an artist so that never left but because you get so comfortable in your capacity it's like you kind of forget but you know i just reminded myself and i'm glad that i got it done it's really really good and i'm not just saying it because it's mine like it's really really good and i can't wait to share it that's cool that is so cool i can't wait to hear it i hope you Look, when we get offline, I want you to share some of it with me. I want to hear some of okay, it. Okay, yeah, 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 I will. Yeah, I, I already know it's going to be great. So again, thank you, Chelsea, so much for sharing all of these insights with us and taking the time. I know you're busy. You're Again, you're on tour right now. So thank you yes. so much for taking the time to share, you know, these really important industry insights with us. So why don't you tell people where they can find you? What's your social media handles, your website and all of that kind of stuff for people who want to, you know, follow you and buy your music and all of that kind of stuff. Where can we find you online? Yeah, you can find me on social media and all my handles are uh, the Chelsea Simone. So um, my Instagram, my Facebook, and all of my music profiles are uh, Chelsea Simone. So um, you can find me on all digital platforms and yeah, that's how you can find me. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again so much, Chelsea. And thank you guys for watching and listening to this podcast. Again, this is some really cool nuggets that were shared today by an industry professional. So take heed if you want to you know be out there on the road you want to start in the music industry you want to get this thing going for yourself now you have some knowledge to get started on we'll see you in the next podcast